something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 I'm DJ Envy. And I go by the name of Charlemagne the guy with the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. And currently we are on vacation. Man, totally disconnected. Yes. We're not even really here. You think you're listening to us, but we're not. Well, we are not. We're here in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be playing uh, some of our top interviews and some throwbacks. So keep it locked. Red is going to be running the boards and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Happy holidays. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Craig with a K, man. I got two things. I got two things. Don't hang up on me. Why you got two things? I only got one. I only got one. Oh, hold on, I got two. Ah, oh, that was good. But listen, uh, Elon Musk. I'm going to be honest with you. Elon Musk remind me a lot of President Snow from The Hunger Games. Elon Musk is, is rich and he's bored. And I think what he's doing with Twitter, giving people this, this platform to do and say whatever they want, I think what he's doing is sitting back and allowing and, and watching and being entertained by letting people hang themselves. Well, I don't know if he's doing, he's letting people hang themselves, but I think, he, like I said earlier, he's showing us how much people like mess. 
Like, we love watching traffic accidents. The messier, the better. Like, people love running towards the fight, you know, so they can see it. People love consuming BS, and I think he's proven that right now by letting Twitter right. be the Wild Wild West. Right. Second thing, if I got a phone to pick with you, man. <laughs> I'm married, sir, but go ahead. Nah, listen, I don't even talk about that because you be turning up on your life and keep the stuff. I'm talking about two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago when designer was trying to call out 21 Savage in that versus battle. You was hella petty, bro. You was hella petty. You know that man ain't got no hit. And you and Charlamagne was trying to just bypass you with, with the uh the Kodak stuff, but you was being petty. And you supposed to be from New York, bro. And you just embarrassing you like. Helping designer embarrass yourself. And I feel like with Anthony Yee gone, bro, you really gonna turn up on your light skin Keisha stuff, man. <laughs> light skin you Keisha. Got the real light skin. Light skin Rashawn. You be reminding me of them light skin chicks back in high school, bro. You got to slow down. Bro. You like me? Would you hit? Yo. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Why he hung up? It was just getting good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Made it awkward and uncomfortable. Now, shout to Design. You know what he was talking about when uh, 21 Savage said he'll kill everybody on the cover. And I was asking all the artists that was on the cover. Uh, Designer was one of them. Kodak was another one. Who else was on that cover? I don't remember. I can't remember. But shout to Designer. Hello, who's this? Yo, B-Mom from the Metro. How y'all doing, man? What up, bro? 803, what's happening? Get it off your chest. You already know. Hey, I just wanted to, you know, talk to Angela. You know, sink off in the right way. It's been a been a long time i've been listening to the breakfast club since like i was in high school i'm 20 about to be 28 <clears throat> tomorrow so i just want to let you know everything you're doing you know stepping into this new light i, I really love it and, I, and i'm happy for you well thank you i appreciate that thank you for listening to us since high school and happy birthday That's great. we've been on for quite some time yeah i definitely appreciate that happy uh i want to also let you know too uh all and dj envy y'all be easy on her now okay all the all the Brup Brothers stuff on Hump Day. If y'all want to do all that, y'all can go to the Munchmobile. What is you talking about? What is the Munchmobile? To the Munchmobile. Me, me. <laughs> Yo, goodbye, man. What the he hell did he to... just say? <sighs> he said, to the Munchmobile. <laughs> all right. Well, he's clearly going to beat us there. <laughs> Save some for us, bro. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Tasha. Good morning, Charlemagne. Uh, Peace, Tasha. Indeed. How you doing, Queen? Cool. <laughs> uh, first of all, pedestrians got a right, the right away. They do not have the right to be jerks or dis disrespectful in the street. I have a car, this four thousand dollar pound car. I mean, four thousand pound car. It can hurt you. Time, whatever the, the weight is, y'all don't have the right to be jerks in the street. That's okay. One. Two, the people, people that are not from Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, being disrespectful to people in Brooklyn. I'm okay. talking about the people in Seven <laughs> Eleven. I'm talking about the people that work at Checkers. I'm talking about Goodness people that are not black Americans or uh, any Americans. <laughs> they are not from America, and they over here being disrespectful and racist in Brooklyn. I am tired. What happened? So I went to Checkers. I work for these uh, delivery apps, and I have insomnia. So I'm up 4, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning going to these stores and picking up orders and picking them to people because they hungry. And I'm doing this <laughs> with a smile and I'm happy about it because I'm making a dollar. 
However, when I get there and people close and they act like they don't want to come to the door and tell me something because I'm asking a question, they looking at me like I'm dirty. I'm from Brooklyn. You're not from Brooklyn. You dirty. I'm a thoroughbred. Come to this door. I'll be here when the damn store open. I want to talk to a manager. I want to call a franchise owner. I want to talk to somebody that's not working in this store. Okay. Right, okay. Well, she definitely okay. got it off her chest today. <laughs> All right. Yes. And so what, you do I, you do delivery, food deliveries uh, from yeah. the apps? Yes, okay. I Grubhub, I Uber, I DoorDash, I Roadie, I Instacart. I do it all because I don't like to be doing nothing. And you all from right. Brooklyn and we hustle. Let them know. All right, thank That's you, right. Mama. We hustle. I'm a thoroughbred and we hustle okay. all day, every day. Do and die. Okay. All right. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this yo what's up man yo this is jay man it's jay, what man. Yo, yeah yo charlamagne when you were talking about the own pvp loan i tried to get through i did a little 16 bars one to the here okay go all right it's crazy how y'all style doing me pushing s5 and bentley trucks of some PP loans. I was pushing some regular joint. I got a loan from the bank. I started to get a PP loan. Something made me think. I'm already in debt. Imagine me receiving a letter from the federal girl telling you you owe 50 stacks. I probably would have jumped on a roof. But the money's stealing. Y'all want to see the egos. Walk outside. I never saw so many fences. Get W's and lanes and monster trucks parked on my block. I put the beast on roll. Then that nigga living it up. I'm sitting on some wax I can't compete. Some girl teasing me about the car she bought off a PPP. Okay, I think you need to get a job. Listen, I think you need to get a job. There's a lot of temp jobs available because it's the holiday season. You know what I mean? Tell and um, me. and I'm glad I'm glad you didn't go. Listen, you, you ain't like that envy? Nah, it was trash. Like yeah. your flow was was just garbage. But I, I I like the content that you're saying. You're saying you got a Nissan Rogue and you work for your Nissan Rogue and them brothers on the block I'm, with the Bentleys and, and Roses, the they're going to jail. That's right. Now, I think that's what you were saying. You was you. You wasn't co-signing people uh, stealing, right? You, nah, he wasn't. You against PPP. Yeah, I'm saying I can't compete. This girl teasing me about the car she bought for PPP. I'm putting in the road. They got Benzes, Ranges, and out there and all that stuff for my block. I never seen no cars in my life. That's what PPP. Home. And that's why we gotta uh, you gotta contact the proper authorities when you see people that have participated <laughs> in these PPP scams. No, don't you should. That. You should contact the don't. proper authorities, man. You see something, say something. No, don't do that. Hello, who's this? Double toasted. Um. Good morning. Give me one second. Good morning. It's Kaya. I want to get it off my chest. Kaya, you ordered me some breakfast too? Yeah, I'm at Starbucks, and so y'all can't make me late for work. We got to do this quick. Oh, I know what I want. We got to do it quick. Well, go then. Go. Can we get like a Beyond Meat uh, sandwich with an egg and on a English muffin? No, Angela, Angela Dee, this is not your coffee shop. I'm at Starbucks. You know, Hilarious. The change. This is a change. <laughs> what y'all want from Starbucks? No, we good now. <laughs> Thank well, you, now, now we get Starbucks. Now we get some, oh. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hello, who's this? This is Gerv Pond from Seattle. Hey, Gerv. What's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I just want to get off my chest, man. You know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, this is for, you know, for whoever needs to hear this, but, you know, sometimes life can get tough, you know. We've got to continue to keep getting up and keep pushing and all that stuff, you know. And honestly, you know, just be blessed that God blessed us with the day. That's you know, it. Every day. That's it, brother. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, good morning. Oh, good morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Hey, I'm Bree. I'm from Central Florida. Hey, Bree from Central Florida. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning, chest. Bree. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm sick of being a truck driver. <laughs> like, I'm over it. like over the road. 
Mm-hmm. But people be cutting you off? Yeah. Well, no. It's the pay. Oh. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do They're it. Like, well, you know, people, they look at truck drivers and they think, oh, they're getting paid all this money. But it's not what they think. Damn. It's the companies, they, they try to undercut you. Mm-hmm. Zip code to zip code pay instead of mileage pay. It's frustrating, you know? I'm sorry, Ma. You in your truck now? Don't you ask him yeah. to blow that blow horn. Blow that horn for me, I mama. knew it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I have on my headset, so... So blow you. it anyway. We will, we'll hear it. Go ahead, Envy. Blow it. He's married. Okay. Yeah. Envy, yeah. <laughs> pull your shirt down. Why Shut are you flashing everybody? <laughs> this guy's crazy. You have a good morning. Be safe out there on the road, all right? All right. Thank you. Got ready now. Get it off your chest. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. You know him from Snowfall and a host of other things. His birthday is one day before mine. He's a fellow Virgo. Oh, God. Damson Idris. Welcome, son. Welcome, Welcome, sir. He's a son. Damn, son. I didn't know know your birthday was the first of September. You a day before me, September 3rd. Oh, oh, third. Okay. Okay, a buddy of mine is the third, too. Actually, the showrunner of Snowfall, Dave Andron. Really? Same birthday, yeah. Oh, Virgo's the best, you know. Absolutely. They had us on New Year's. There you go. Now, now, the first thing you said was, I love New York because I love Jamaican culture. Yeah. <laughs> what do you love so much about Jamaican culture, and what what do you love? Obviously, the food. Jerk chicken. Yeah. Oxtail. Yeah. I'm an oxtail guy. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, oxtail. Actually, I like to dabble in both. I, I like to steal food from whoever I'm eating with. Um, plantains. Do you guys say plantain or plantain? I say plantain. I say plantain. I feel like that's the right way to say it. I feel like I was saying it wrong my whole Listen, life. You had to switch through all different times of ways to say, different kinds of ways to say things. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a part of my life <laughs> impersonating people. You don't have amazing Jamaican restaurants in in London or or in LA where you, where you shoot? No. Nah, there's none, man. Not at all. Out here, I, I like Miss Lilies. Miss okay. Lilies. Um, I actually Lillies. wrote. I actually wrote on a gram yesterday. I was like, oh, where could I go? People said, um. Footprints. Oh, footprints that's in Brooklyn. Good. Yeah. Footprints is good. Yes, look, first of all, the best Caribbean food is in Brooklyn. We got Footprints. We got Suede. We got um, Caribbean Social. We have... This is New York. There's we have Tilly. We have, oh, we oh, have Negril. Grill. One called Negril. Negril, yeah. yes. So. There's another one as well. I can't remember what the other one's called, but I'm going to try all of it today. 
That's Can't impossible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you talking about how John Singleton told you to stay humble, though, amongst everything. Yeah. yeah, for people that don't know, the first time we actually met you, you were up here with John Singleton. Yeah. He mm-hmm. don't remember you, though, Envy. Yeah, he definitely remembers. He's like, this is the first time I met you in the press. <laughs> I said, I met you when John Singleton was here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, f- with light skin, f- it's all right. Oh, man. No, no, no. There's a couple light skin guys in the DSS. Okay. You're in there. But, yeah. yeah, so how has that been for you, though? Because, obviously, Snowfall is such a huge show. You guys are in the fifth season. We've watched Franklin grow up, and he has got a lot of big things happening. But in real life, you've grown up, too, and your star has grown up as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a testament to John Singleton. You know, he really believed in me. And although I fought for the role like crazy, I auditioned like nine times. Mm-hmm. You know, he took me to South Central, opened up the car door and said, if you survive, you got the role. And I was like walking around, had to be in character. So um, you walked around South Central. Oh, yeah. How was that? Break down character. that experience. <laughs> Man, so I get to John Singleton's office and I think I'm going to read the, the I'm going to audition, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, like audition number eight or something like that. And then he's like, yeah, no, we're not going to read anything. We're just going to take a walk. So we're walking around and he's like, don't break character. And he's introducing me to people. And, you know, Singleton was like God in his community. Like people mm-hmm. would be like, yo, John, mm-hmm. you know, and then they'd come up to me, talking to me. They're like, yo, what's up, little homie? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's, what's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm just pretending like that I'm from there. Um, and then his mom came and, you know, I'm I'm British, so. I'm saying a bunch of British stuff in an American accent. But he didn't know you were British, right? Oh, no. He knew. Right. He knew. Oh, okay. Like, he what wanted you saying? me to What were you saying? What kind of British stuff were you saying? You know, like, you guys say, like, elevator, I say lift. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys say ben, You guys say trash, I say Ben. Plantain. Plantain. Exactly. So, I'm talking in an American accent, and his mom comes like, oh, how lovely your hair looks today. I'm just going to go over there and throw something in the bin. And she looks over at John, and she's like... Uh, John, he ain't from here, huh? <laughs> I was like, man, mom just took this role from though? me. Were you scared walking around South Central? I wasn't scared, man. I was with John. You yeah, know, that was my big good. brother. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was my big brother, man. I miss him greatly. But as far as I get in this in this industry and on this journey, I'm always gonna honor Singleton for being my foundation. Well, let's talk about the new season. Yeah. So you're also producing. Oh yeah. On the new season, how did that come about? I, I forced them. To, to give me a producer credit no um you know when you when you've been doing this show for so long you you pick up different traits but at the same time you want to be challenged and my circles um are so bossy today that they inspire me to want to be more of a leader mm-hmm. that's the truth it's like if you hang around with certain types of people having certain types of conversations and they're like yo bro you should go and and then you ask and they're like okay mm-hmm. you know I've been watching the yay doc you know and mm-hmm. Hove was like you know Clo- closed mouths don't get fed mm-hmm. like, you know mm-hmm. like it's true you know asking you shall receive and, and I asked and, and they gave it to me and you know above all things I'm not the I'm not saying my level of producing is at the level of my acting ability uh, my acting ability is quite horrible um, I'm just saying what? <laughs> I'm saying I'm being a sponge and I'm, I'm being given an opportunity to learn so that I can use my platform and my brand to create more opportunities. All right, we got more with Damson Idris from Snowfall. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Damson Idris. You know him from Snowfall. 
Yee? Are you still taking piano lessons or how is Whoa. that? Whoa. Damn. So let's let's break this down. Where were you taking piano <laughs> lessons? Where did we see him playing piano? I don't know. Uh, Juilliard. Juilliard? <laughs> No, no. Where do we see him uh, playing piano, ye? I'm just asking. I said you were taking piano lessons or something like that. Oh, damn. <laughs> I did see a video of... It looked like you were good with your hands. Oh, my was Lord. Was Sweetie's piano? Wow. <laughs> Who's Sweetie? I don't know. That. No, no, no. No, um, me and... Me you're and blushing. that woman. You're blushing. I'm not you're blushing. blushing. I'm not blushing. I know dogs can be I'm, blushing. I'm, I'm blushing. nervous. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Me and that 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 queen um, are just friends. Um, she she's a great. Piano. I didn't say you guys were. I was just asking about the piano lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's a great piano player, <laughs> and um and I didn't know she could play piano. I didn't even think the world knew. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a cool moment. And I just posted, but like people thought it was. Let me ask you a question. Else. Like you know. I don't know if Angelique can play the piano because I'm not her, at Actually, her house I can. T- to learn. Um, I don't know if Taylor, who's over here, our producer, knows. You know, I don't know if she can play the piano. So how did you get to Sweetie's house to see that she can actually play the piano? So she's a huge Snowfall fan, mm-hmm. right? And um, that day we were at lunch, I think, talking about how we could collaborate because we actually wanted well, to get her. before. No, it wasn't a date. No, no, work, no. he said. Guys and... Talking about collaborating. You know guys and, and girls could be friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I agree with you. That's exactly what me and, and, and uh, DR were with friends. Okay. All right, so go ahead. So y'all, you're on a date eating... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Eating lunch. Yeah, but... but my, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so we're having lunch, um, and then... Uh, she wanted to show me um, her new place because I love CB2 and I was going to give her some ideas about furniture mm-hmm. and art and then boom we went and then she was playing the piano that's it I was in there for like five minutes and I dipped out like. you also talk about that uh, Denzel is your idol as far as acting oh yeah so when you see I don't I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess up the young lady's name but when you see the young lady uh, interviewing Denzel and she mentions your name mm-hmm. and he didn't know who you were Break that down when you seen it and how you felt. Like you watch the TV, be like, "Oh, Denzel," and he was like, "Who, who that is?" And then he asked the white guy. The white guy's like, oh, "Oh, I don't, I don't know who that is." No, it was, it was insane. So I was at home, um, and my phone's. Is that your house or, or Sweetie's house? Wow! <laughs> Just want to clear I'm at, People like to start rolling. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm at my house. Okay, your house. So I'm at my house. By yourself? By myself. All right, just ask. Yeah, by myself. And my phone's like blowing up, and it's like a bunch of articles and stuff like that and people are calling me and it's like yo uh, Denzel's like talking about you I'm like oh my god this is crazy like so then um yeah the, he he didn't know who I was and, and he called he me Danson address <laughs> <laughs> but that was funny though that was funny but hey man like it's a new day you know um it's a new day and you know you could bash uh you know getting notoriety through social media i'm not gonna lie like there's a lot of my kind of existence has been on that through my work and just through just being mm-hmm. me um and some people from the past still don't respect that mm-hmm. um but look what social media has done for so many people today Absolutely. we have to start moving in the direction of the future but above all things and all of that noise denzel washington is my idol he's like a god to me um and i'll never have anything bad to ever say about him what's next for you what is it what is some roles that you want to do wow is there something that you like i would love to do that role like that's my dream role is it an action figure is something this, musical I, I i love playing real people so i'd, I'd love to play uh, eddie murphy uh sydney poitier mm. fella cootie mm. um 
I'm I'm actually I, I don't know I don't know am I allowed to say I don't, uh, so do, do you know who Rich Paul is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm about to play Rich Paul. Really? Yeah. Really? Rich Paul the agent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said, do I know who Rich Paul is? Wait, do you have? <laughs> he has a show come uh, something about him coming out, or it's in something where Rich Paul is a character? No. Does he? No, I'm asking you. It's something where he's. Does he? I don't know. You. Yeah. No, he, I, I don't. I don't think he has a show coming out. But he's a really good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and there's people behind this window. Like, why did you say that? Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> he called me. He was like, "Tell the world," and I'm. I, I think we should. It's time we start cherishing uh, black moguls. You I know. Agree. And Rich is someone that people need to know. This guy has completely changed the game. Uh, I'm I'm happy and fortunate to call him a big brother. And I can't wait to honor his story. That's great. He actually, right, he approached LeBron in the airport selling jerseys. Exactly. I know his story. That's crazy. And that's how they met each other. Yeah, yeah. And that's now insane. He's like, and then he's, a, as a black sports agent, he yeah. gets looked at in a completely different way. The white sports agents were so angry that he was able to come in and get, like, the biggest yeah. NBA player. Yeah, That'll yeah. be a good story. It's going to be amazing, man. And, um, and I, I, I'm I really agree. Excited. We should start telling the stories now while they were alive. Then the yeah. I, I just hate sometimes when we wait till somebody passes away to tell that story. But Damson has to leave now. Oh, man. Damson All right, good. I would try to get a couple of spoilers out of you, but... I know. You're really good, though. But I, I think I did well. But we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Bless and, you. And no, we really do, yes. Good luck with everything, man. I love the fact that you're producing. I can't wait to see what else you have coming up. Um, just because... We met you so like a few years ago, and yeah. I think it's just amazing to see where you are and where the show is now. And a large part of that is because of you. So. Wow, man, that means so much, man. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's Damson Idris. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about receiving a fake gift. Now, uh, French Montana speaks on Akon giving him a fake watch. He had gave me a U-Blow, so it wasn't it wasn't iced out. So I just took it to my jewel. I was like, yo, can you switch this for me? Akon gave it to me for my birthday. He looked at me and was like, what you mean? Akon <laughs> did not give you this, my guy. So I just called him. Shout out to Akon, by the way. It's my guy. I'm still waiting for that. For the real? Yeah, for real. <laughs> so I'm at him. I'm like, yo, Con, this, this my jeweler saying it's fake. Say it ain't so. He was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, let me call you right back because he gave me a couple of them like that. Let me call him. <laughs> I ain't hearing from him about that. Watch this that day. All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name's Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. Now, what, what did you give fake? I gave um, I gave a guy a fake chain before, a fake Cuban link. Oh, my oh, gosh. You gave? Where are you from, New That's York? hilarious. I'm from Florida. I'm from South Florida. Why okay. did you do that? Because that's what I could afford. I mean, I had to give him what I, what I could afford. That's all I could give him. And what, mean, he, what did he say? Did he, he appreciate it? Yeah, he seemed like he appreciated it. I'm sure he knew it was fake. Damn, neck all green. You know, one of the middle of the mall stores. Okay, all right. Well, as long as he wore it and appreciated it. You can yeah, only wear that for like a I month. Got, I still got the chain, though. But thank you, Mama. He didn't take it. He didn't take it? No, he didn't take it. Like, when the relationship was over, he didn't take it with him. Why would he take that fake <laughs> chain? <laughs> take your chain back. Take your chain back. This fake chain you bought me. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Tamara. Hey, good morning, Mama. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, Yuki. Good morning, Charlotte. Peace, Queen. Good morning, 
morning, my boogie. Morning, boo. Good morning. I don't know if you remember me from a couple of weekends ago, but I fed you those black and Hennessy wings. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Yes, yes. So, all right, so the topic is this did I receive something fake, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So let me make, let me make y'all laugh with this. I'm sorry, Daddy. I love you, but okay. So when I was about five or six, my Daddy brought me a Tommy Hilfiger dress, <laughs> and he wasn't really around like that. So, for him to bring something over, I was excited to get a gift from him. So, I get the gift, I open it, it's a Tommy Hilfiger dress. But the dress is fake. When I look in the bag, it doesn't say Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, Damn. man, he got you some bootleg you Tommy Hilfiger. Because you remember yeah. this since five. Damn. <laughs> he definitely, you know, he got me a bootleg Tommy dress. Did you and wear it? This dress nice. What was it? Did you wear it? I did not wear it. <laughs> and five, you like get this fake ish out of here. Out of here, out of here. <laughs> well, Daddy tried. No. All right, thank you, Mama. No. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you, y'all. Hello, who's this? This Sierra. Hey, Sierra, you you got a, a fake gift? Yes, I got a fake Louis bag. Ooh, how'd you know it was fake? So I knew it was fake. So he. Cheap and, and shady. Damn it, man. Yeah. And then he gave me the bag with fifteen hundred dollars. He could have used that. Yeah, that's the real bag. That's the money he saved by not buying that real bag. Or, or somebody got him. A lot of times people don't know. People say they got a hookup and they don't know. And, and dudes ain't gonna know the difference between real. They and like fake. come to Kanashi, we got a hookup. Well, his watch was real, so I bet it was. All That's right. embarrassing too. Somebody walk in with the same bag, but theirs is real and yours is clearly not. Damn it, man! Next to each other. Well, thank you, Mama. It was not not the business at all. Thank you. So, what's the moral of the story, guys? I don't know if there is a moral of the story, man. Hey, you ain't gotta fake it. If you ain't got the money to get the real thing, just get something else that is in your price range. I wonder though, because they say it's the thought that counts, right? I was thinking about getting you a as a, a fake thought, a, a Louis Vuitton bag, but it's not. A, it's not necessarily a fake thought. It's like I want the best for you. I just can't afford it right now. Then it's the whole fake it till you make it thing. So here, hold this fake bag till I can get you a real one. A hold this fake ring till I can get you. You just a real can't one. be out wearing a fake know. bag though, because everybody could look. A lot of people could look at it and tell it's fake. Do you really want that? Mm. I just feel like I've always been of the mindset, if I can't afford to get that, I'll just stay in my price range until I can. All right. Well, I don't know, bro. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, an icon, a legend, 
Babyface, welcome. Yo, what's up, man? How's it feeling? Good, man. I'm good. He walked in with the guitar, so that feels like we're going to get something special. They told me to bring one. I don't know. So they, I no, brought, I mean, they told you to do it? Yeah, they told me. It's not like I said, I want to bring a guitar. I thought you said. No. See, I'm just going to be traveling around, but since you asked, I'll bring it. But you got Girls Night Out now. I'm excited for this. So yeah. you started off with Angie Martinez, Girls Night Out, Makes Sense, Ladies Night, mm-hmm. and um, Lala, and they're getting ready to go out, and that's how the album starts. What made you decide to do that? Well, it was fun because it's Girls Night Out and we just wanted something to, you know, start off the project and make it a party to begin with. It's all about the girls anyway. So. I want to back it up if you don't mind for people hey. that don't Go know on. who Babyface is. Of course, I grew up on Babyface. My, my mother did. My, my father did. My parents did. What got Babyface into music? Let's start from the beginning for people that mm. don't know who Babyface is. First song I wrote is because I fell in love with this girl in sixth grade. So I wanted her to know that you know, I was in love with her. I never played her the song, but never that didn't matter. It's just that I wrote the song for her. So that made me want to pick up a guitar. My brother had a guitar in the house. And so I picked up the guitar specifically to learn how to write this song. Mm-hmm. I wrote this song called Here I Go Falling in Love. And that started it. And how did it continue on? Because, I mean, we all, like, I wrote a rap, but I didn't say I wanted to be a rapper. You did put out some rap albums. No, well, I wasn't actually rapping. I was DJing. But (laughs) what made you want to take it serious and be a a musician at the time with so much going on? It was just, it was kind of in my blood. I started there, and then my brother Melvin, who was in After 7, he's not with us anymore, but he was a great singer, and he had a band, and I just kind of used to watch him and his band play. And then he asked me to sing... um, Who's loving you one time in a homecoming that he had at high school and, and I did that and kind of got in my blood and the first act I saw was Jackson 5 saw them coming back to Indiana tour or going back to Indiana mm-hmm. and I saw them on stage and it was over at that point point. and most you musicians know? a lot of musicians I should say they're artist mode all the time right they want to be an artist they want to be in front of the camera on mm-hmm. stage in front of the lights but you also took a take it into writing as well what made you say, you know what, I'm going to write for some of these people and produce for some of these people? Because you could have kept it all for yourself and your, your brothers and your band. I never felt like the star anyway. I only wanted to do it for the love of music and, and to write it in the first place. So I wasn't trying to be the main one. Even when I saw the Jackson 5, I didn't want to necessarily be up on that stage. I just wanted to have a piece of it, be a part of it somehow. What happens when you write a song, but more than one person wants it? Because some of the songs I'm sure that you've written... Like maybe you give it to this person, they didn't respond mm-hmm. fast enough, and then someone else got it, and they're like, "No, I want that song." Well, there was one song in the beginning that I ended up giving to another artist, and it was, and actually, LA got blamed for it, but I was the one that actually did it. Can we talk? Nope. Oh, it was girlfriend. Pebbles. Yep. So initially, we had a deal. We were supposed to do a thing with Vanessa Williams, and then um, we met with this lady, uh, Cheryl Dickerson at a universal at the time MCA she said you guys should meet the boys and you should meet Pebbles mm-hmm. and we went over and, and met Pebbles and and so then she played Mercedes Boy which was like just so good mm-hmm. and as she was talking as she was playing then I thought the song Girlfriend was already written and it wasn't written for anybody specifically but I already I had already written it and then to LA I said she's girlfriend and he was like yeah but we already we already put it on Vanessa I said yeah but this song belongs to her and I've always been a, a believer that the song comes first mm-hmm. so ultimately we snatched the song back uh, LA started dating Pebbles so they just figured that Pebbles in LA mm-hmm. you know it must have happened that way it was but your fault it was actually my was fault, really and fault. <laughs> I take the I take the blame well it was a good call 
It was a good call. It was, it, was a, call. it was the right call. The song was supposed to go where it was supposed to go. I want to ask, like, with a song like Can We Talk, right? Huge record to this day. So when you're working with a new artist and you have that record, and I'm sure when you did that record, you're like, oh, this is it. Do you have any reservation like, maybe we shouldn't give it into this young whippersnapper, which Tevin Campbell was at the time. Yeah. Maybe we should give it to somebody that's already seasoned. Do you ever have those reservations? Not really. It all depends on the voice. And that song was just kind of right for Tevin at the time. And I know this this whole thing on Usher and yeah. supposed to be Usher song. And this, the reality is I, I wrote it specifically for Tevin. Because Quincy Jones asked me to you know, work on this project. And I had already did one song called I'm Ready. And he called me and said, can I get another one? I was like, I'm going to give Quincy Jones another song because it was Quincy. T-. So I ultimately wrote wrote that and wrote that with uh, Daryl Simmons. And we wrote um, Can We Talk? And it was for Tevin from the get-go. Yeah, rumor has it it was supposed to be for Usher and, and Usher never got it over whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I know. And that went for a very long time. <laughs> but that's well, not there true. you are. That here to say now. That is not the truth. <laughs> Vital, that's not the truth. It was ultimately, it, from the beginning, written for Tevin and went on Tevin. I think after the fact it was done, I think L.A. definitely wanted to have it on Usher, but it, sure. was, it, was, it was too late. It was already done. Do you remember how much you were charging back then for records to write records? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know for the Vanessa thing, the three songs I think we're gonna get twelve grand for. Twelve songs. grand. Twelve grand for three songs. We was happy. I mean, you guys were excited for that. We was excited. Yeah. We was excited about that. And then Peb's manager at the time he he offered us fifteen for one. So went that route. It went that route. Do you remember your first rapper hip hop artist that called and said do a record? And what were your thoughts when they called? I don't clearly remember. I just know I did this one record for this artist I wasn't very familiar with and they said he was going to be really big and I think he had an album out already but he said it was going to be really big and I did this hook for him Sunshine Jay-Z which was, exactly Jay-Z <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't know who Jay-Z was I wasn't really familiar with him no <laughs> but did you go in the studio with him to record that record yeah I went in and honestly I don't I think he was there I'm not sure he was there because I didn't really know him I was like yeah I do this it was a favor so, um, so who called you if, if you didn't have no idea I, I think I feel like Andre Harrell called again. And you were babyface at that time, so you was like, who is this call? What, rapper? No, no, I never had this. I was never babyface, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. I, I never looked at myself as, like, babyface. So it, it never, so if I if I knew somebody and they called and want me to do something, then I'd do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the iconic Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Well, so <laughs> how did you work on that? How did all of that happen? What was the process? I got a call from Forrest Whitaker. And I think mean, everybody was. Everybody just calls you babyface. You know that they Andre Harrell. Listen, all you gotta do is call him. He'll do it. No, nah, but I was surprised. I got a call from Forrest Whitaker, and and I was excited that he wanted to meet with me. And mm-hmm. everybody was chomping at the bit to do waiting to excel. You know, then Forrest Whitaker called me, and I didn't know he was directing the movie at the time. And he told me he's I'm getting ready to do this project and waiting to excel. And he said I'd love you to do music, and I'd also love you to score it as well. And I hadn't done that, scored it, and. Or written all the music for film which was um i was glad to definitely write the music for the scoring i was a little afraid of and he said no nah, no nah, you can do it and i'll walk you through it and we'll get this done and so it was really forced that kind of called it uh for me to do it and then as we were doing it i thought it, it made a lot of sense for it to just be all girls and initially whitney uh since it was a whitney film you thought okay great we get whitney to sing but whitney initially wasn't going to sing mm. So, but then she knew it was you, and I know she trust you. Yeah, she trusts me. But, it, but even then, because I, I had met with her, and I asked her, "Are you going to sing?" She said, "I don't know, babe. I don't know if I'm going to do this yet." So I wasn't writing any, writing anything for her. So everything 
initially was all songs written for every all the other artists. Mm -hmm. And then finally she had said she would sing, and that's how uh, Excel ultimately was written. And I started writing, but I didn't finish it. And that's how it ended up with Shoop Shoop instead of a full chorus in it because I hadn't really thought it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get this done. She's in the studio now. Just say Shoop Shoop. Shoop Shoop. Which is very catchy. All right, we got more with Babyface. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He got his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Babyface. Versus opens you up to a whole younger demographic. Yeah. So how has that been? Because, I mean, I remember the first day, you know, you and Teddy, y'all were trying to figure out your Wi-Fi problems and getting on. And, <laughs> your and Wi-Fi I, was good. Yeah, your, your Wi-Fi Teddy's was a little crazy. <laughs> so how has that been opening up to a whole new demographic of people that probably didn't know who you were at the time, but now are so into you? Yeah, I think that was no question the turning point. I think that um, doing first, I was scared as hell or nervous as hell anyway, doing that as we were doing that. Because I didn't. You I, had so many hits. You know, it's the weirdest thing because, you know, you're sitting here watching the phone. And ain't nobody else in there. And so why should you be nervous? Because you don't know any, you know, you don't know if anybody's on the other side or not. But the whole idea of going up against Teddy, because Teddy had a catalog. Yeah, he Teddy had a got a catalog. Yes, he, did. he just didn't plan it out right. Right. He could have got me. He just, he just didn't <laughs> he plan just it right. Chilling. I was prepared. We were prepared to come at him. <laughs> Every song he put, okay, you got that. I got this, got this, got this. And so... I knew one song he would play, I knew I couldn't beat it. That's what, why I ended up pulling the guitar out and did the When Can I See You? Because I knew I couldn't beat when he went to um, the remix with SWV. I was like, I ain't going to be able to beat that. Mm-hmm. So it was fun in that sense, but I didn't I didn't want to do it in the first place. Why not? Because I didn't want to compete like that. And it was Andre Harrell who talked me once again. Andre, Andre Harrell. Called me again and talked me into it. And uh, I'm glad that I did it. Because when I did it, it, it did, it changed everything. Because I went from like, you know, Instagram followers from overnight from 300,000 to over a million. And um, the streaming numbers and, and everything, it just, it kind of changed to where I started seeing uh, younger people that were into me, which brought up the idea. Rika, who's my partner in this um, on Girls Night Out, she kind of came to me and said, what you need to do is do a, another project, not a, not exactly exhale, but a project with the younger R&B girls again and uh, this time you should write it with them and so that's what I ended up doing and how was that getting all those different attitudes all those different people all those different moments it was great because like every girl had their own thing 
and everybody wrote on the song we we actually collaborated together so we just walk in the studio and then i say so what's going on in your life are you happy you sad you in love you're not in love and everybody kind of would talk about whatever's going on man i thought about that right while i listened to the album and like what would you say <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to what's going on in, in women's lives was yeah. kind of a a theme in this album because i feel like lma in love yes you know butterflies right. still right. coming yeah but then i listen to some of the other songs <laughs> exactly and i'm like coco jones you know she's jaded yep she doesn't believe in love yep and then you hear kalani yep and she's like you mad at me for breathing yep and then you hear um baby tate don't even think about it yep. <laughs> and you hear stuff like that and she's got problems with commitment do you feel like sometimes when you're getting creative and writing in the studio, it's easier to tap into more of those type of emotions? That's true, but this is also a sign of where we are today. Because like, it was a time when we would sing about love and, and women would sing about love and being in love. And now everybody's more independent. And, and these girls, they got their own, they, they're like, I ain't taking this and I'm not going and to, and I'm going to say how I feel, what I feel and how I feel. And that was the cool part about the process because every girl that came in was very independent and very strong and a lot different than before. Plus, I was writing the songs before, so it was completely what I imagined they right. might say. So they were saying exactly how they felt. You're like, this is how women really feel. Is, yeah, they're like, you know, you might have thought it was love, but no, nah, it, <laughs> it ain't. What did you learn? Uh, how to flow differently, how the lyrics flow, how, how the melodies flow. Uh, everything's not on top of the beat, it's behind the beat, it's it's everywhere it's it's all about feel at this particular point and just from the their perspective of life is a lot different than it was say in the 90s girls uh our 90s people period relationships period mm -hmm. everything's a lot more toxic but that's like it's that's a lot today. more access like money long and her song the recipe yes you know she's going through your phone she, uh, you don't have to worry about that back in the day like well yeah there's a lot of things you have to worry about back in the day <laughs> but money came in there and killed it too she did Oof. and the funny thing is that we really just did it every song in one day who surprised so, you the most in the studio they kept on being surprises mm -hmm. like i knew money long was great but i didn't know that she was that great some surprises were tiana major nine i, I heard her voice before mm -hmm. I, I, and then when she came in i, I realized how rich her voice really is it's mm -hmm. like this girl's really good and then coco jones surprised me yeah like where'd this come from mm -hmm. Baby Tate, who was more of a rapper, who came in singing. So. I know, I was surprised with that one. That yeah. was dope. I was like, Baby Tate, and her song is dope. Now, you know, Diddy recently came out and said R&B was dead, and it was trending, and people were mad. R&B artists were mad. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Especially since you just did a whole Girls' Night Out R&B album. Yeah, I, you know, R&B is, is never dead. It's in everything that we do. And it's in, in every new artist. I mean, Kehlani... He's been killing it mm -hmm. for a very long time. You have Giveon, you have pieces of R&B in, 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 in Lucky Day. You have R&B in Steve, La Steve Lacey. In Vegas is killing you it. R&B is everywhere. And also you have R&B in, in pop artists too. It's like, don't think that Justin Bieber, that that's not R&B. It's in so many things. So I disagree with that wholeheartedly. You just named a lot of R&B guys. So does that mean there's going to be like a guy's night out? I don't know. Maybe. You should do a guy's night out. Absolutely positive. <laughs> the hangover. And I was going to ask, is there any song that you wish you redid? That's why I don't listen to the radio. When my songs come out, I usually won't listen to it because I will reproduce it in my head and be like, damn, I should have did this. I did that that could have went for this note. Could have made it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So 
I'll turn the station if I hear something or, or if somebody's listening to stuff, then I just don't try not to pay attention. When you were LA Rehad, um, the face, and you guys had so much success, mm -hmm. why did you guys say, okay, we're done with the label? In terms of the label part, it was um, just that kind of time for LA. He wanted to move on and he got an offer to run Arista. And we ultimately built, we were building LaFace to hopefully one day sell it. It's because LA was able to go run Arista, I think that's why we were able to actually sell it at that point. I don't know if we would have been, been able to do it any sooner than that. Out of all and the artists that you signed on LaFace, who was some of your favorites? Because you just really found that raw talent and really made them to who they are today. It's a little hard to answer because it's uh, so many artists that we we touched you didn't imagine that their careers would go where, where it would go. From even starting with, with TLC. What gave you the vision for TLC? We're going to go through some of them. Like TLC, when they came to you, the way that they looked, the different clothes, the singing, the rapping all together, what made you say, that is the group? Well, TLC was uh, brought in through Pebbles. Mm -hmm. And, and she, she had a vision for them. And then when she brought them, it was kind of clear to see. And then there was um, obviously Tony Braxton. Mm -hmm. uh, she was in had the group herself mm -hmm. with the Braxtons. Yeah. We pulled her out of the Braxtons because she had this voice and how difficult was that making her leave? Her it sisters? was, it was kind of difficult. It was a family affair mm -hmm. and they didn't really want that to happen. But I felt like she was a star by herself initially. Mm -hmm. She they had always a, call you guys the perfect pairing musically. I think that the thing that hit, hit me about Tony was all this pain that she had in her voice. Mm -hmm. And I love to write from pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, all the things kind of fell together, right? Because, you know, Tony ended up getting songs that weren't actually even meant for her that she, you know, they were written for Anita Baker first at first. From the Boomerang soundtrack, we wrote Love Should Have Brought You Home. Love Should Have Brought Your Ass Home. We wrote that for Anita Baker and she turned it down and uh, said, y'all should let that little girl do it. That, that did, little girl do it. That little girl that did the demo. Why did she mm -hmm. turn it down? She didn't like it, I guess. It didn't seem like it was something that she wanted to sing. And then I think we sent her another one, like, you mean the world to me. And, and she turned that one down, too. So Tony got that one, too. So so she's like, Thank no, you. baby, I don't want to do that one either. Let that little girl sing it. All right, we got more with Babyface. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Babyface. Yee? What was your first publishing deal like? Didn't have one to begin with. Our publishing was just taken because we signed up to the record company. So it was like, they take it automatically. You didn't get any advance or anything. So we've been through it all. How big are you on always writing for yourself? Do other artists write for you when you put out your mm -hmm. own projects? Sometimes people write for me. I don't usually, I'll write together. But when someone hands me a song, I don't usually do that. Have you ever done a song that someone just handed you? So Teddy calls you up and says, I got the song for you. Or, or you know Quincy or Andre Harrell said hey so, you need to take this song from somebody yeah it's so hard for me to just do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow that's hard no I usually have to collaborate because mm -hmm. people they'll they'll think they know exactly what it is that I'm supposed to do and mm -hmm. and I don't feel the same so it's weird for me to be behind the mic and if someone's trying to produce me that's a rough one I, I did that with a couple people and I, I got through it Mm -hmm. said, I got it. <laughs> it was difficult. Has anybody ever? Have you ever felt like you wanted to experiment and like let me try this different, you know, sound and? Yeah, you know, through the years I've done different things. It, it was different when I worked with uh, Pharrell. This was when we did um, there she goes. That was a different experience for me to work with Pharrell. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it because I was able to see how Pharrell worked and how he. 
I was surprised because he was doing everything all on this one little keyboard. I said, you created all this with that? It was amazing just to kind of see everybody's work work ethic and, and how they put things together. And I knew at that particular point, that was way back in the day, and I knew at that point that Pharrell was going to just be, he was just going to blow up. He's going to be amazing. All right. Well, you do have the guitar here. So. Yeah, you do have a guitar here. It's Monday morning. People, mm-hmm. you know, people are driving to work. <laughs> they're stuck in the office. I think it's only right we should give them a little something. A little something. Yeah. We don't want you to have this here, you know. I was what? excited. I thought I was like, oh, I don't know why, you know. Give us something special. I was going to play it, but I, you know, I don't think you want me to play it. All I know is old McDonald had a farm. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what that? I got. Um, what am, what am I doing? This is not, you know, warning voice. It's not the easy one. When can my heart beat again? When does the pain never end? When do the tears start running over? When does you get over and begin? We said I'm safe even if it's not making sense. See you again. When can I see you again? And when can my heart beat again? Yeah. When can I see you again? Yeah. And when can I breathe once again? Yeah, yeah. And when can I see you? Again. Thank you. That's it. Yay! That was amazing. That usually costs millions of dollars to get something like that. Is that so what, that's yeah, our gift. That's what that is. <laughs> to all of our listeners, that was definitely oh. amazing. Can, can, I, I know. I know yeah. this might be a stretch. No. All right. Just tell them but, no already. But, but me and you will help you with this one. No. Can we just do? Can we talk? Just one good no. time. We'll help him. See, we'll help him sing it. Let's see if I can remember. <laughs> I usually play on the keyboard. Hold on. <laughs> really high one two can we talk a little higher can, can we talk one two you want me to do that part? yeah yeah you should be safe <coughs> one, <we> go. <laughs> one two can we talk for a i'm on the next album Okay, we're gonna have to work a little bit <laughs> on that. Baby, this is Emmy's dream come true. By the way, I just want to say we can fix that. We can <laughs> fix that. And look, congratulations on having a number one single from off the album LMA. Keep on thank falling. You, the you. video starring Tiffany Haddish. It looks like a Bridgerton theme. Oh yeah, that was fun. Right now, that's the situation. That was fun. What do you want to play from the album? Hold on, hold on. Let's think about this. Uh, okay. Let's see. We could. Well, what would you heard it? What would you like to play? Oh man, let's see what song. You know what? We talked about the song with Baby Tate. Yeah. So let's do that one. Okay. Don't even think about it. Yeah, Don't even think. Let's about do it. it. All right, it's Babyface, the icon, <laughs> the legend. It's the Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and me trying so hard to be on that Boys Night Out album just now. <laughs> he wanted to be on the intro. Like, guys, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> Breakfast Club. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this quick. It's just uh, reinforcing a point. Donkey of the Day goes to every single individual who got a fraudulent PPP loan. Because if you haven't heard, President Biden signed a bill aimed at helping crack down on pandemic relief fund. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive. All right, there is not one single solitary human I know with good sense who participated in PPP fraud. Why? Because we all knew it was too good to be true. We all knew there was only one place fake LLC Twitter was going to end up, and that's in PPP prison. Okay, PPP period. And that's why a couple of days ago, President Joe Biden signed a pair of bills to assist prosecutors crack down on pandemic relief funds. Let's listen to what he had to say. Today, I'm signing two bipartisan bills that will give the federal and local prosecutors more time to hold criminals accountable for defrauding the American people during a once-in-a-century pandemic. The American people deserve to know that their tax dollars are being spent as intended. My message to those cheats out there is this. You can't hide. We're going to find you. We're going to make you pay back what you stole and hold you accountable under the law. I'm going to sign them in the law as proof of another piece of my economic plan. The belief that in the United States of America, there is nothing beyond our capacity. Nothing. When we work together as the United States of America, that's what these bills represent. Y'all know President Biden loved locking, locking black people up and y'all just helped him. See, I'm not wishing jail on nobody. I just understand that there's consequences to all our actions. And for some reason in this era, people have forgotten that. All right, folks want to do whatever it is they want to do and then get mad when they don't get away with it. It's unreal to me. The mindset is crazy. Okay, and these bills that Biden signed will extend the statute of limitations for prosecuting cases of fraud against the government for 10 years. So for the next decade, if you did a fraudulent PPP scam, you better act like you a rapper from Atlanta. Who's been warned by the DA that more recos are on the way over the next 60 days. By the way, she said that three weeks ago. So y'all got about three or four more weeks left. But I just want to know what made y'all think y'all could get away with this fraudulent PPP loan scam in the first place. Some of y'all never owned a business, never ran a business, nothing. But all of a sudden you creating these fake LLCs lying about the number of employees you have, about the profits you made. We told y'all this was going to lead to you going to PPP prison and you did it anyway. Okay, I don't feel sorry for y'all. Okay, I feel sorry for all the small businesses, all the small black businesses who couldn't get any PPP money, who wanted the relief, who needed the relief, and for whatever reason couldn't get it. But all of y'all out there with fake LLCs like Dealy Nuts LLC and Beef King LLC and Ritter Wheat Club LLC, would you like to know who those people were? Those were actual businesses who claimed to be farms. But guess where these farms, and I got farms in air quotes, guess where these farms were located? In beach towns in New Jersey. Okay, hundreds of PPP loans went to fake farms in places where there is no damn farms. All right, there was an online lending platform called Cabbage that sent 378 pandemic loans worth $7 million to fake companies, mostly farms. Meanwhile, real farms couldn't get this kind of relief. This is what makes me feel like all of this was a setup. Okay, how were so many legitimate businesses ignored, couldn't get the relief they needed, but all these fake LLCs weren't?
for all you YouTube conspiracy theorists out there, this is a conspiracy you can run with because they killed two birds with one stone. In this case, they killed two niggas with one loan. Okay, because if you're a small black and brown business who couldn't get a PPP loan, you probably ended up ultimately losing your business. So they killed black and brown businesses. And if you're a black or brown person who got a fake LLC, now you go into prison. And I don't even have to tell you how incarceration kills families. So therefore, this was the ultimate trap. Okay, you killed two niggas with one loan. It was clearly a trap and y'all fell for it. I don't feel remorse for any of you. Okay, PPP was intended to help businesses make payroll during the pandemic with those loans being forgiven if companies met specific criteria. Okay, it was for small businesses to stay afloat, not for you niggas to ball out on boats. Okay, I don't feel sorry for any of y'all. And I am sick of folks acting like there's not consequences to their actions. All right, we see people doing things that are going to lead them to jail. We tell them they're going to jail. We can clearly see what the consequences of what they are doing is going to be. We warn them. They do it. They get busted. And now we feel sorry for them. No, not Leonard. Not Uncle Charlotte. Okay. Y'all deserve to be afraid. All right. Very afraid over the next decade. You made a choice. And I hope those crab legs and scrimps and all that cast amigos was worth it. Please give everyone who got a fraudulent PPP loan the biggest hee haw. <laughs> Just my thoughts. Just the way I'm feeling at the time. It was a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? People was getting them banned. So, <laughs> guess it's over now. It's been over. Oh, it was over two years ago. It's about to be a jail-demic. We to it's going to be a jail-demic. <laughs> you hear me? We told y'all this was going to happen. We live. You go back and you listen to the Breakfast Club during COVID. We told you PPP was going to lead to PP prison. Okay, we saw where this was going. Y'all didn't listen. Hey, now you got a decade to watch your back. All right. The Breakfast Club. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation <laughs> yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. 
It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Come on! Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. What's your question for Yeezy? Um, so, the situation is, um, I've been in a relationship for maybe, like, 17 years. In terms of my relationship, we had, like, different sexual interests. And um, I thought I'm like a doctor matrix. I really I like control in the bedroom. And um, he seemed like he was into it. 
I like to turn them out, but I don't really like when they're into it. So I've been noticing more and more where they are. Um, he is like tooking his booty out, or it's like hanging, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of not interested in no, in it no more. So I want to know how do I bring up the conversation with him without hurting his feelings or demasculating him, thinking so, that so wait, let me else is wrong. So the problem is that you're a dominatrix, right? But he's enjoying it too much? I want to say yes, that is the problem. Okay, you want him you want him to be like anymore. It's like are you really now like interested in that? Or you know? Okay, so in the beginning he wasn't enjoying it. No, he was I I like like I said, I like to deter him out. So he was like, heck no, stay away from that area. What do you think this is? Kind of like... Okay, so you mean with anal, like putting something in his... Yeah. Okay. All right, well, first of all, you said the goal is to turn someone out. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. So now that so, you turned him out, you're bored. But the thing is, we are like partners, and I don't know if this is going to mess up our actual relationship. Well, as a dominatrix, maybe you need to find something else to do to him next to turn him out on elaborate <laughs> I mean okay look what other things do you do as a dominatrix in this relationship because I guess the dynamic now is messed up right as a dominatrix he's supposed to be like no I don't want that I don't like that he's resistant but now he's like yes bring it do it to me peg me yes and <laughs> like I said for that <laughs> do it to me I noticed me. that he took his booty out before I'm ready to actually take it and I'm like mm. right now this is down. now wow. this feels like something we both enjoy and it wasn't supposed to be like that it's so wrong so are there are there other things that you do to him in, in that situation that relationship to uh, you know maybe there's something else you could do where you're stepping on him with the high heels maybe a little light whooping anything like that yeah we we do a little role play of you know I want to say sleeve and or patient we do like little role plays but like I said it's just more of now mm-hmm. like if we regular doing regular sex he's ready to to me out oh, oh, okay wrong, what if you use a bigger dildo what I are we did. talking about this is so wrong. <laughs> Why is it wrong? Men do not let women play in your butt unless they're willing to make a real commitment to you. Okay? Yeah, I mean, he gave you the butt and now all of a sudden now, it's too far. Guys, this is, this is bad. Easy, okay? Yes. <laughs> are they the, they're not married, right? Actually, we are married. What? <laughs> he gave you his butt and now you're saying it's too much? <laughs> you mad because you turned me out because I like it? You know, the, but the problem is that you did turn him out and got him to like something that he was resistant to at first, and now you don't like it anymore. So, I mean, what can you do? Is it worked? Oh, Take that man, mama. Give some suggestions. If not, like I'm, I'm really feel like I'm in a hard place because I don't want to say to him, I don't want to do it anymore. And like I said, I'm the one that started right, this. Yeah. Whole, but um, but, but. <laughs> oh, maybe you could do maybe you could do the opposite now, right? And torture him by not doing it. Oh man! <sighs> what you don't do to another man's butt, somebody else will. <laughs> somebody else will. Solomon <laughs> <laughs> uh, was just. I mean, is story. it is it that you don't want to peg him anymore at all? Correct. What if he acted this like he doesn't? So what if he acted like he doesn't like it now, moving forward, and you let him? 
Should I ask him to like resist a little bit more? Yeah, tell him. Like tell him like look, the dynamics of what this was is not what it is now and this is what I need you to do for me to feel turned on. Mm-hmm. He yeah, might actually enjoy that too. That's not fair, Mama. If he likes something, and now all of a sudden y'all supposed to be a couple, y'all supposed to enjoy each other. Well, she's not enjoying it. But he is. You right, know but he, he might enjoy also doing the role playing of acting like this is his first time doing it. He didn't want to do it in the you, first place. You know but he, 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 he broke down for her to do it, and now when he actually likes it, if he wants like, it, he might have to play along. You know why a lot of men don't like butt play? Because they feel like it makes them feel like less of a man, right? It makes them feel like a, a sucker, right? So, so now yeah. I've been vulnerable with you. You turned me out, mm. and now you telling me to stop acting like a bitch. Well, guess who turned me into one? <laughs> Tell us how you feel. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, have you communicated any of this to him? Um, slight hint, but not very direct. Saying, you know, this isn't how I feel at this current moment. How can we make a change? Well, be direct. You're a dominatrix. Be direct, okay? And tell him, look, this ain't fun for me no more. Before it was a resistance situation, you ain't wanted. Now you tooting it up. Toot that thing up, daddy, make it roll. <laughs> what if I'm not seeing it like in our regular household situation? Like it seems like I have to take control of everything, and it's like is that from the the way of our bedroom mm. action is? And now it's like I don't want to call him bitching out because that's I don't want to downplay who he mm-hmm. is because he's far from a. Um, female dog but like he's very now soft or he's not taking control as a I think a man in the household this is so wrong so he might think this is what you want and if you haven't communicated Mm -hmm. that you don't like it he might think this is the dynamic that you wanted but Char- Charlamagne did say something real true. What you don't do, somebody else will Stop do. Stop it, guys. It's the truth. You turned him on to it, so he likes Listen, it, he enjoys it. you need to let him know that this is not working for you, and this is not what your intention was, so he can take charge in certain situations again. This is why men don't open up our hearts or our butts to people. <laughs> because of situations like this. All right? But the main you thing is that you're not telling him right what, it, what it is that you need. You got to let him know. But she wanted it at first, and he didn't want to do it at first, and then he finally opened up and did it. And got turned out. Envy, and you and your ass like like chaps just be quiet. Why are you doing that? That's foul. All right, so listen. Talk to him, okay? I'm soft You got to work through this. You I, you begged to play in my butt. I let you play in my butt. Now I'm, you're looking at me like I'm soft. Let's just keep that. <laughs> this is crazy. This is this is crazy. Okay. This is toxic femininity. What's his number? We need to call him. No, stop it. This is toxic femininity. I don't think I want to put him on a spot. Yeah, don't do it. All right. All right. This is toxic femininity. Actually, we have no problem answering any question. That's foul. He opened opened up for her. He finally he enjoys it now, and now she's just gonna take it back. This sounded too personal. Y'all say y'all can't get men to communicate. Right. We open up. Then y'all tell us y'all don't like what we say. You say we don't share our emotions. We open up our hearts. Y'all break our hearts. Y'all say y'all we don't want like butt play. We open our butts. Now, look. You, take it back. You guys have been too into Ask Yee these past couple this of days. This is crazy, This is Yee. foul. Yee, this is crazy. This is foul. These toxic women that call this radio this way station. Too much we need to protest. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Yee. 800. I'm going to get a butt hat. I'm going to get a butt cheek hat. <laughs> 800 is the breakfast club. Oh, Good morning. Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. What's up, bro? 
Yeah, and hey, yo, so I got this question, right? I was trying to figure out, like, how do I get my wife to be more submissive towards me? You know what I mean? No. What do you mean by more submissive? Give me an example. Like, well, like high school, right? So we basically grew up together. Like, I can't tell her that. So it's like, it'd be things where I know I'd be right at, where there's always got to be, like, this argument about me, me making a decision. You know what I'm saying? About something. You know, you know what I mean? And she's already always in her head. You know how women are. I don't mean it like that, but you get what I'm trying to say. Okay, so you're telling me how all women are, but you're complaining that she says all men are like that. <laughs> oh my, you get what you get what I'm trying to say, though, right? <laughs> all right, give me a, a specific example, like what you're right about that she argues. Let's say it's something dealing with the kids. I don't want to get like too specific. Maybe okay. something dealing with the kids. I may, I may say uh, this is how I want it to go. So really it's not even a matter of what's best. You guys are arguing over who's right. But that's that's, that's the thing. I feel like it shouldn't be that. I feel like I'm like right all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because sometimes we end up getting into arguments not over what it is that we're trying to do, but over who's right. And it becomes more about that than what the actual issue is. And it feels like when those arguments continue to happen, it's for another reason. Right. Is there something else going on in your relationship? Is it has it always been like this, or is this something that has been happening more recently? No, I think that's just like all dynamic of our relationship that was built over the years. I've like been together all these years, and I feel like that, uh, that kind of was built throughout all this time. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, God damn, I don't want to argue with you every time we got we got to make a decision on something. Right, because that, that's exhausting, right? And that does affect the whole relationship. Well, my thing is this. When I find myself in a space and, listen, all couples get into situations where they're not always agreeing on things. They're not, you know, always on good terms. Sometimes they argue. But being able to do that in a more effective way where you can actually not have an argument but a discussion is important. And it's about how you guys speak to each other when you're discussing things. And if you can, if you can come into more of an agreement on, okay, how, whenever we have something that we don't agree on, let's have a discussion instead of an argument. And how can you do that without, you know, you know, some of the main things are not using the words always. You know how you said, you know how all y'all women are, or you always feel like men are like this. Using words yeah. like that make people get defensive. Right, okay. So a better way to express yourself is, hey, I was thinking it would be best for the kids if we did this like this. If she doesn't agree, be like, okay, well, let's discuss and, you know, figure out the best solution. Because sometimes it is really how y'all speak to each other because you're just arguing to be right. And and you get so used to that because it is a dysfunctional thing in a relationship where you guys argue over every little thing. So you have to learn how to communicate with each other in a more respectful manner where she gets to say her piece, you get to say your piece, and then you guys are coming to an agreement on it in that manner. And then sometimes you have to give in and sometimes she should give in. Sometimes you have to lead with example to show this is how I want to be spoken to and I want to treat you the way you need to be treated. And that might even be in the middle of you guys discussing something, a hug, telling her, yeah, I love you. I hate that we are arguing like this. Because sometimes it's hard to be the bigger person in a situation like that when you're fighting to be right for no reason. Right, right, right. All right. Well, I wish y'all luck with that. But, you know, I just think it's a a different type of issue. It feels like it's not even about what y'all are going back and forth over. It's more about how you guys relate and communicate with each other. Yeah, that's what I think it is, too. Like I was saying, I guess it's kind of like over the years, like it kind of just got that way. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, listen. No. Next time it happens, give her a kiss, give her a hug. And if it's sure, not a bit, and if it's not a big deal, or you know the way that she wants to do things is not bad. Sometimes you give in, and then be like, okay, last time I gave in, so you know, let's do it my way this time. Ah, I see about to go. All right, I think <laughs> I'm gonna take your advice. Hey, if you wrong, you I'm gonna call you back. All right, please call me back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call her. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's that time again! Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, roll. It's time to ask CNE. and Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time to ask C and E. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit us. Hello, who's this? This is Terrence down here in Newport News. How y'all doing? What's happening? 757. What up, Terrence? Wait a minute. I got a question for y'all. Y'all married just like I am. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is it, after this Chris Rock and Will Smith thing, I want to know, is it possible for a wife or a girlfriend to feel comfortable and safe that you go protect her if she witness you not protect yourself? Well, what does protecting yourself look like, King? Tell me what that looks like to you. Right, and I'll tell you what I'm it looks old, like to me. Oh, uh, I'm in the old generation where your father tell you the worst thing a man can do to disrespect you is smack. I'd rather you punch me than smack me. And if now you can't even argue with your wife because you get loud with the first thing she's going to say is, don't break bad with me. You ain't break bad when you smack the taste out your mouth. You got to live with that now. That's That's terrible. Yeah, I th- that's not what protecting a, a woman to me is, or protecting a woman to me is, you know, making sure that, you know, you're doing the work on yourself to show up to be the man that you need to be. Like, are you in there? Are you in therapy? Do you know how to properly deal with your emotions? You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. But just think if you go somewhere and somebody get loud, you think she gonna feel comfortable? You go protect her. Yeah, if you I think, think something happened to you like that. I think it's a different situation. Uh, I, I, Will Smith and Chris Rock were actually friends. I mean, they worked with movies together. They knew of each other. That was yeah. that was on one of the biggest stages. So I I don't think you could compare that to if we just in the street and somebody comes up to me and smacks me in front of my my daughter or my or my wife. So hey, I think it's two totally different sense. situations. Hey, also it is too, King. Now, what if you're a person who can't control their emotions and you're dealing with a lot of hurt and you're dealing with a lot of pain? So whenever somebody pops off, even if it's something light, you react in that way and you just out smacking people or punching people, and then that person decides to pull a gun out and then kills you, blows your mother effing brains out. That's not well, protecting. Right. Will Smith ain't a lot. He's been successful all his life. He smiled at everything. So you got to expect him to go off sooner or later because he could never be himself. He always got to be that image. That is so true. Sooner or later, you know, he going to come out sooner or later. And I think that's all that happened. And I love both of the brothers. And I appreciate y'all. I love, both of, I love both of them too, man. And I, can't, I want both of them to continue to continue on their journey of healing. Hello, C- who's this? Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's Ali. All right, what's your question for CNE? I got a question. My first question is for Charlemagne. Yo, Charlemagne, how come every time you're giving out the donkey of the day, you got the days wrong? Today is Thursday the 31st, not Friday the 31st. What did I say? Friday the 31st? I might have I might have I might have some type of burger, man. I don't know. I be I, I be seeing what's the burger? burger. Ass burger? Yeah. I be seeing <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I thought the day was Thursday, March 31st. He said oh, I said Friday. Thursday, I don't know why I do that. I'm gonna be honest. I see people say that all the time on the YouTube comments. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even realize I be saying it. Like he ain't got an iPhone yeah, that tells he, him he to date last week. He, he does well, it all the time. Your uncle getting old, bro. What's up, bro? What, I'm 43. What's your, now. what's your other question, brother? Okay. <laughs> Yo, Envy, I got a, I got a problem, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see, man. Like, how can I? I got an 80 percent and I got a 20 percent. 
I'm trying to see how can I get my 80, my 80 Sean, my 80 John. Trying to see how she could give me a hundred. I'm I'm tired of running. You should know nothing about this, Envy. I don't know what he's talking about. You should know nothing about this. You you shouldn't even understand this math he's talking. I don't understand none of this math. What are you talking about? You a happily married man, a faithful black man. What are you talking about? He is. A faithful black man. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, King. I know math. I'm going with the 80 all day, every day. I, I, I'm the, hey, and I'm trying to go with the 80 all day, every day, but the 20 keep calling. How can I stop? You're, you're, you're an idiot. You wouldn't take 20% <laughs> of your paycheck, would you? If your boss came to you right now and said, I'm going to give you 80% of your paycheck or 20% of your which paycheck, one you which one are you taking? Come on, now. That, that's an easy question. So it should be yeah, easy, easy in this no, situation, too. Get off my damn phone. What's wrong with talking about math we don't know. We faithful man, black men. 80 and the 20. I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know about that damn math. 80-20. What is that? I know 100, exactly. 100% faithful to our wives. Know what this man told me. 80 20. Dumbass. All right. <laughs> Ask CNE. Our program today is brought to you by Peacock, presenting the new original limited series, The Best Man. The final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday, and executive producer of Insecure. Stream the limited series December 22nd only on Peacock. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. You got a positive note for the people? Now, the positive note is simply this. You are where you're supposed to be at this very moment. Every experience is part of God's plan. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. 
Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.